Welcome to the News Grubs podcast, a new and refreshing news format presented by the one and only Scotto, AP and The Fish. Hi everyone, welcome along to the News Grubs for this week. I'm Scotto and joining me as usual is the uh, Fish and AP. This week we're taking Ooh. a look at... Thank you very much. This week we're taking a look at Alec Baldwin and his interview about the shooting on his movie set that left one person dead and another seriously wounded. Uh... Evie Toombs, who has uh, been successful in her case for wrongful, wrongful I should say, conception in, in the UK. Uh, how credible, As well as wrongful. And, yes, one of those words. Uh, and um, how credible sightings of UFOs are being ignored by the body set up to investigate them. Oh, wow. But we'll start off um, with Ethan Crumbly, who's facing multiple charges after a school shooting at Oxford High School in Michigan that killed four people. Uh, with a further eight injured. Over to you. Oh, Scotto, uh, Ethan Crumbly, which as Fishy pointed out just before we went to air, is uh, it's kind of a dodgy name for someone who's been charged with terrorism. It's unfortunate. Uh, killed four people and injured seven others uh, Wednesday American time. Uh, and, uh, yeah, 15 years old. Uh, his father bought a new 9mm gun on the 26th of November and... Uh, uh, within a couple of days, obviously the boys had access to said weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, looking at photos of him. I imagine most people listening uh, to us now would have seen uh, perhaps a picture on the news. Baby faced. At, at that, it's uh, yeah, um, yeah, young looking fifteen. Yeah, uh, you could you could be talked into believing he was ten. Mm, indeed, yeah. you could actually. Uh, bought handgun to school uh, and uh, killed four of his classmates. Shot seven others. Obviously, very sad story. Some talented uh, youth have uh, mm. not been able to uh, to maximise their life's potential uh, because they're finished. Uh, now he's uh, he's been arraigned. He's he's in custody, gentlemen, mm-hmm. and he's yep. been. They, they've got him on suicide watch, which means that they check on him once every fifteen minutes. Yes, now, I've got something to say about that. Right. Why is it once every 15 minutes when oxygen deprivation to the brain can cause permanent damage at, at the five-minute mark? There you go. Okay, oh, so a little fella follows his own tongue or something similar. I mean, you don't need to hang, you don't need, you know, to hang yourself by the sheets of the bed or, or do anything like that. You can swallow your own tongue. You can knock your head against the concrete wall. Uh, someone should be watching him constantly because I imagine, you know, the whole thing about them committing suicide is they don't get to uh, to present themselves. Uh, for their sins, if you if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm a little dubious. First of all, you know why is it 15 minutes? Um, secondly, I'd like to say the the father purchasing the weapon and immediately making it not just accessible but stealable. I mean, he's not just gone for a look at it and polished it up. He's taken it to school, killed four, injured seven. Yeah, look, it, it's negligent, clearly negligent. But imagine how the father's feeling right now. Absolutely. And he's in fairness yeah. in Michigan, which um, is, you know, you can have a gun there, no problems at all. So dad, whilst he's got the gun and all the rest of it, hasn't actually um, uh, committed any kind of offence. Although I do notice that he's been charged with terrorism, which I think is interesting. Four counts of yeah. first degree murder, seven counts of assault with intent to murder, 12 counts of possession with a firearm in the commission of a felony, blah, blah, blah. But terrorism is an interesting one. That's the first time I've ever seen a you probably, school shooting with terrorism charges. You probably find that the police chose that because it's 
uh, one of the easiest charges to prove in that state. Right. Yeah, that's possibly true, I guess. And it's, it's a very broad. It's a very broad charge by definition. Mm. The prosecutor also said there is evidence to indicate it was a premeditated act. Oh, so they're going to come out that. of him. So, yeah. Well, he's he's presented a, a picture of the gun on social media, saying that he got this new beauty today, and mm-hmm. it's a picture of. Which is a bit chilling. It now is. that you can see social, the social media image of the weapon that uh, just a few days later was responsible for uh, for such sadness. Indeed. And, uh, without, yeah, without but, a doubt. But, but it's a big problem, you know. They're having. I forget what the stats are about how many school shootings there are a year in the United States. It's a big number. Oh, massive. Uh, and the yeah, and you would think they would have gotten on top of the problem by now. Well, they've got uh, security still guards happening. At, at so many schools and uh, metal detectors and all that, which I just find so weird in the first place. That yeah. at a school, you've got to go through a metal detector to even get into the school yard yeah. um, because they're worried about people taking guns and so on and so forth. But uh, yeah, the, the whole gun culture uh, in America is is very bizarre. I, I can understand it, you know, Second Amendment and all that sort of stuff. But it's very bizarre. It's, it's very foreign to us, and is it? And most people around the world. I mean, the uh, the next biggest gun ownership uh, per capita, if you will, uh, of all places, is the Falkland Islands. Uh, in um, which you might remember from 1980, the invasion of uh, the Marianas uh, slash Falkland Islands. But it's still only half the um, available gun ownership that's in America. That's it's very strange. I, I don't understand. Now you asked about you asked about school shootings. Mm-hmm. How many? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are eighty-seven school shootings since two thousand and eighteen. So I, you, know, you probably say oh, thirty a year. Do a bit of rounding up. Yeah, it seems reasonable. Uh, thirty school shootings a year, uh, and that's certainly supported by the stats. Eighty-seven school shootings since two thousand and eighteen. It's uh, that's terrible. That is. It's, it's just a, just just awful, and um, you know. Sadness for all the parents of uh, all the people involved, and in in fairness, this kid's parents as well. Their lives are it's now down to It's down to the once, dead. I reckon one school shooting a year is too many. Yeah, I would have thought okay. so. I would have thought so. And of course, um, in England, when they had a school shooting at Dunblane, um, they banned uh, all that sort of uh, all, all handguns and so on and so forth. But you know, not a hope in uh, in America. Just not a chance. Amazing. star show jumper uh, who sued her mother's doctor has won the right to millions of dollars after claiming she should have never been born. This is a, a, an amazing case. So um, Evie Toombs launched the proceedings, uh, landmark proceedings, for wrongful conception case against the general practitioner as she suffers from spina bifida and sometimes spends 24 hours a day connected to tubes. Now, AP, you can explain this because you're, you know, very medical. Can you explain spina bifida to the audience? Spina bifida is a condition that affects the spine and it usually is apparent at birth. It occurs when a developing baby's spinal cord fails to develop or close properly. Uh, so the tube around it, so, so it's also called neural tube uh, defect. Okay, and and yeah. as I understand it, the um, the claimant, um, young Evie Toombs, um, 
is uh, or the whole case was based on the fact that if her mother had been told she uh, should have had some folic acid uh, or had a course of folic acid prior to um, the uh, thought of yeah. conception of the baby, um, yeah. she would have uh, waited until such time as she had uh, had built up the, the, the folic acid. Um, and the uh, the doctor in question, uh, Dr. M, um, has uh, or did claim that, well, you know, he, he did mention it somewhat along the way, uh, and the woman, um, uh, the mother of the the thing uh, of the child rather, has said that um, well, no, um, you know, I'm sure if she had, I would have held off uh, until I'd um, had the folic acid to to have the uh, the child, or or, or at least have, um, gone for um, trying to get pregnant. That's a really interesting case. This one, I think. Uh, yeah, fishy. and 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 uh, 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 the other option she could have had is, well, I don't want the folic acid, therefore. I'm not going to uh, continue with the birth mm-hmm. and, ha- and have that option as well. But it is an interesting case. The, the case uh, is in two parts. The first part is the liability part of it. So she's won the liability side, and that is the doctor is liable. Mm-hmm. The next part of the case is it goes to another hearing to work out the damages. And that could be, as uh, we mentioned a moment ago, many, many millions of dollars. Yeah. Now, 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 the other thing it does is it opens up the floodgates. Oh, without so a doubt. That's my, that's my problem with it. I would think in this day and age, the folic acid taken as a supplement before and during the first part of pregnancy was a common enough knowledge that I disagree with the decision personally. And uh, it opens the way for ridiculous and frivolous actions. So they're going to clog the courts and... Uh, that's that's it. Yeah, I don't disagree I, with you. I disagree. Yeah, I, and and you know, from what I've read of, of the case, um, the, um, the 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 judge involved because um, there was no evidence, no, no um, uh, not evidence is um, factual. It was all based on factual evidence. There was no um, testimony involved in the case per se. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the. Um, the judge uh, believed that the uh, claimant and uh, the claimant's mother were, and father for that matter, were um, you know obviously truthful uh, witnesses um, mm. under under uh, examination. But the doctor, even though he came along and said, "Well, you know, I I can't remember. It's twenty years ago. I can't remember the exact thing." But my common practice is is to provide. Um, Advice that folic acid is, uh, as you rightly say, AP, a, a fairly, you know, knowledgeable or common thing. In, in uh, I knew about it. I don't have children. Yeah, yeah exactly. I I'm not childbearing person. No, even I knew it. Frankly, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really yeah. weird thing. But it, it, given that it's a, a wrongful life and a wrongful conception uh, concept, does that mean that, as you say, opens the floodgates with with people of of that have any kind of a birth defect? Uh, yeah. That you know they can blame somebody else, and and the Seems fact that be, yeah. and the mother says, oh well, you know, had I known, I would have held off, and, and I would have had a, and even the judge says she would have had a normal, healthy child. Well, Jesus, there's no guarantee of that. Uh, there's any number of things that can cause problems with uh, with mm. births and so on and so That's forth. That's right. I, so, I wonder if the doctor's insurance company won't appeal this. Yeah, I wonder the same thing. Um, I've read some uh, advice from a, a legal company in, in um, Britain that's um, not so much suggesting that, but certainly is saying that uh, 
um, they're going to be looking at it carefully and uh, advising their clients who are in the medical profession uh, that they should um, you know, certainly take very careful note of it and whether there is a possibility of, of an uh, of an mm. appeal. So yeah, it'd be most interesting. But yeah, wow, sort of opened the floodgates for a whole variety of things, hasn't it? Wow. <laughs> Alec Baldwin has uh, broken down, uh, I didn't pull the trigger, he says, in an interview with uh, George Stephanopoulos uh, that's uh, going to air uh, on Thursday in the United States. And of course, he's talking about the tragic shooting of the uh, cinematographer and subsequent death uh, of the cinematographer, uh, Halia... Halnia Jen Hudson. Oh, God. Well done. Halnia Jen Hudsons. I'll get it right in a minute. Uh, and, and the other poor chappy who was um, uh, severely injured, uh, Joel Souza, uh, during the filming uh, on his set of the movie Rust in New Mexico in October. Um, AP, you've now got some in, thoughts. That's, oh, sorry, Fishy. That's, in, that's interesting because um, a witness has come forward who was there right. and said that. Alec Baldwin cocked the gun and pulled the trigger. He's uh, completely denied that. He's completely denied that. He says, and I quote, uh, well, the trigger was pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I would never point a gun and pull the trigger. I have no idea how it happened. Somebody put a live bullet in the gun uh, and the bullet wasn't even supposed to be on the property, says uh, Baldwin to Stephanopoulos. That's true. So that's a bit strange. Didn't yeah. they? Were they actually having um, uh, shooting competitions, sort of during breaks and stuff? Apparently, you know, bottles, allegedly, it was. That's, an, that's another angle too. That apparently, that there was, I think, at least two people who were members of the crew mm-hmm. uh, somehow got a hold of the uh, gun or guns mm-hmm. and loaded real bullets in it and played target practice somewhere on the set. Sounds a bit strange to me. It's very Good. odd. George Clooney says Baldwin should have checked the gun himself as he would have. Absolutely correct. Would, would Baldwin have known what to look for? And that, that leads me to a question specifically to uh, Fishy, who knows a little bit about ammo. Yes. How does a blank differ visually from a real-life bullet? Uh, a blank usually is shorter, so it doesn't have the lead or brass tip, the which projector. is the actual, which is actually the actual bullet. I'm just trying to keep it in... Uh, layman's terms as much as possible right. because people when you when you talk of bullets people think generally that it's the entire length of the object it's not it's only the tip the the rest of it is called the casing where the uh, gunpowder is stored and at the bottom of it there's a uh, a detonator which uh, is um Uh, ignited by usually a hammer or a a pin if it's an automatic pistol striking the the back of the bullet uh, and igniting the the gunpowder and then the gases the explosive gases then uh, in the case of a real bullet uh, 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 push out the projectile the 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 bullet brass or or lead or some other metal and it travels really quickly in most cases uh, now a blank. I'm glad you kept it simple. Yeah, a, yeah. Uh, a blank 
is uh, basically the same but without the projectile, and usually it's crimped, so it's sealed, uh, usually in like a star pattern, um, and uh, usually there's a wad of paper or uh, cotton, sometimes felt, uh, that is quite harmless in most respects. And then when the when the shell does go off, um, there is a there is a risk that some of the crimped the crimping might come loose and, and a bit of brass might fly out at the same time because the energy that that's suddenly released from an explosive projectile or an explosive uh, reaction inside the shell is unbelievable. And if you hold it close, if you if you put a blank in a gun and you hold it a metre away and shoot at someone, you could kill them. Uh, I.e. Brandon Lee, which Good is example. what they did, absolutely. And, and there was another instance on the Gold Coast uh, or in Brisbane, I think it was, a few years back now where they were shooting a TV commercial or something. That's right. And similar thing happened and, and it killed uh, the uh, particular actor concerned. So they're dangerous things. They yeah. are. But you've got, to, you've got to question yourself as to um, he's claiming that uh, somebody put a live bullet in it because he was handed a gun and allegedly it was said, that's oh, a cold gun, which is movie speak for there's nothing nothing wrong with it. It's, uh, it's all full, full of blanks and everything. But apparently the um, the art director or set director or assistant director or whatever he was didn't in fact check that. Um, and mm. as, as AP rightly says, George Clooney and any actor um, or any person that's involved with firearms will tell you the first thing you do when you're given a gun is to check to make sure that the gun is safe. And clearly, Baldwin didn't do that. Uh, and then he's saying, well, I didn't, t- I didn't pull the trigger. But I know I've actually looked up this particular weapon, and, and it's a single-action weapon. So you actually have to pull the hammer back to fire the weapon. Yes. Um, yes. It's, a, it's basically it's an old uh, Colt forty four from you know the the late 1800s so it's a single action weapon so you you literally have to pull the hammer back to yes. fight you can't just pull the trigger it just doesn't work that way remember the old movies where um they uh, are firing the gun by flicking their hand across the the top of it and, and, yeah and yeah, you can bang yeah. bang 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 well that's because that's called the, a figure on the that's called, that's called fanning exactly so they're fanning the gun and you you're, you're pulling the, the hammer back with your finger on the trigger so that it goes auto, you know, all, almost automatically. So yes, that's yes. the only way. Is, is for, So for him to be saying, oh, I didn't pull the trigger, it's just is ludicrous, absolutely mm. ludicrous. Well, one, one possibility is that it was already cocked when it was handed to him. Possibly, yes, that's true. And that his finger just put enough pressure on the trigger as he took the gun and it, and it went off. But aren't the allegations, though, he was pointing it at the uh, producer? Well, he was pointing it at the thing because they were, they were doing a, a dry for, run. For the shot. Said. Yeah, for the shot. So Yeah, for the shot. Yeah, yeah. so he's pointing it in the general direction so the camera can get the, the, the action of the, the, the gun going off, which is not unreasonable. You watch it in a John Wick movie every day. Um, but who would have thought that it had a live round? This is... This is going to be a very interesting case when it goes to trial. Not if it goes to trial. It will go to trial. Oh, absolutely. A- and it's going to be an interesting case because of the forensics, mm. the mm. forensic evidence that's going yeah. to be given. They'll, they'll have a team of experts on, on every uh, every person's behalf. Oh, there'll be hundreds of them. Arguing, arguing their version of what 
they believe happened. Yeah. And it's just going to be an interesting one to follow, and we'll bring you more when uh, we know more. We will indeed. Now, revealing documents suggest credible UFO sightings by jet pilots are being ignored by the Canadian government. Oh, you'd expect um, that. That set up a particular investigative unit. Remember what we talked about last week about America? Mm-hmm. How they set up their investigative yep. unit? Yes. Similar thing, right? Right, okay. And, and our concerns that we had on that story are the same with this story, Scott. Right. AP. Um, a number of strange encounters have been, to use the expression uh, by um, uh, an Air Force um, representative, shit canned. Do we have to beep that out being later? Refi- so big Do we have to beep out that later? Uh, I mean, they haven't. I'll the say news. it again. Have they? Yeah. I'll say shit canned again, so it could be twice. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm I want to make history. Fighter jets were scrambled to intercept unknown craft spotted on radar, which then vanished. Uh, one uh, aviation expert claims that the sightings were not properly followed up, unlike the US, where the Pentagon and Congress are both uh, investigating UFOs. I wonder if they had dash cams. You would wonder that, aircraft. wouldn't you? You would think that, that, they would. It, it would. It would put an end to a lot of things, but it, it just makes me think, Scotto, mm-hmm. AP, that again we have government mm-hmm. basically uh, becoming complacent about the whole thing. I mean, they've got the authority to investigate, mm-hmm. but they're basically saying there's nothing to see here. Oh, I mean, clearly they're lying. Clearly I, they're lying. I, I, I is reckon. That, is, that, is that what you call an instrument panel in, a, in an FA, in FA, 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 or whatever, a dashboard? Yes, a, da- a dashboard with a little <laughs> camera on the top <laughs> of it, yeah. images of uh, Scotto's cigarette ash. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I'd have that but little no. forward-facing, rear-facing camera like yeah. I've got in my car so you'd be able to see the evidence. But, of course, clearly the governments of the world don't want you to know because the no, ramifications of actually doing something about it would be just uh, just huge. I mean, imagine what it would do to world religion where, you know, we are the only people in the entire universe. And even Brian Cox uh, says, oh, yeah, there's possibly life out there, but it's not going to be intelligent civilization because, you know, we haven't spotted it yet. I mean, there's a hundred billion trillion stars just in our galaxy alone, let alone the fact that there's about 25 trillion other galaxies. I remember reading one time there was there's more um, stars in the galaxy in the universe than there are grains of sand on the biggest beach in the world. And that's a lot. I'm thinking that's yeah. a lot. So I don't think that governments want us to know because I think religious, I think it's the Pope. I think the Pope's behind it. He doesn't want everyone to know because otherwise, let's face it, if you're going to go to church, uh, you're the one and only people God created you, oh, except for the um, little green men from Mars or wherever. Uh, I'm sitting there in the church pew thinking, oh, this is a bit off your bit how you're going, isn't it? But when, but when, when governments uh, proactively ignore uh, reports and evidence presented to them yeah. and then dismiss them yes. summarily. Yes, it just has to make you suspicious that they're hiding something. Yeah, oh. I, I think I share that. I, I really think that the authorities are just putting the hush on it. They're actually very, very interested in these occurrences. They're gathering the evidence and they are canning the uh, the actual eyewitnesses. Mm. Uh, but they are taking uh, lots of notice. They're recording everything, and they're secretly extremely interested in it. But they want to keep it low key. 
Well, they don't want... Uh, see, clearly your Western governments would be uh, keeping it secret so they don't pass it off to the Chinese or the Russians or the Iranians or anyone so that they've, in fact, got the technology that's been in Area 51, let's face it, since 1962, as we all know. I mean, they've got the, the bloody UFOs down there in... Uh, they captured it all those years ago with the little men and all the rest of it. I mean, you've only got to look on the internet. It's all there, for God's sakes. You can't miss it. <laughs> Absolutely. all like, It's all on the internet. Everything's on the internet. I love the internet. So um, <laughs> they just don't want the other side to know because then they get the uh, the grouse technology of all the phasers and the guns and the doovies oh, and yeah. the watsies the and things. The anti-gravity thing, the propulsion exactly. the methods. And I've got is- nothing. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing to compare this to, but Canadians report seeing UFOs in the sky at the rate of three times a day. That's Canadians. That's a lot. Yeah, but it's Canadians. <laughs> yes. There's not much else to do in Canada. They all just sit there looking at the sky going, oh, what can I see today? Because, you know, it's no offence, but Canada is not a really massively interesting place. Um, you know, and I don't mean that in a nasty way, but it's just not. Really? No, no, it's not. I mean, they're the nicest people in the world. This is the whole point. <coughs> Pardon me. Canadians, when they leave their house, don't even bother to lock their doors. Well, maybe that's why UFOs prefer to visit Canada. Oh well, I mean, if you went to America, they don't have get to shot. They don't have to break. They don't have to break into well, the house. Exactly. They just pop down, um, open the door, probe a couple of people, and go, "Thank you very much," and off they go. And the Canadians yeah. are going, "Oh, that was nice. Thank you so much." Well, that's it for this week on the News Grubbers, um, everyone. Uh, We'll see you all again next week. We'll be keeping an eye out for all the news that matters and we'll be bringing it to you in the best possible fashion. We'll see you all again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the News Grubs. We'll be back next week.